0: Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodekar-Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we are going to be talking about Super Skid Marks. But before we do, we've got a couple uh, breaking news announcements, uh, Amiga software and hardware event related. We've got a little bit of everything this week. Um... We're going to start out, uh, I, I came across this uh, on the internet, and uh, for those of you that are in the UK region, uh, you should definitely check this out, especially if you're anywhere near London. Um, there was a, uh, one of the, the big magazines in the UK was Amiga Power. Are you familiar with that, Aaron?
1: Yes, yeah, so I used to uh, get those at a local newsstand and pay an exorbitant amount of money for the for the cover disc
0: that came there in. So, yes. <laughs> um, they, um, the, the Guardian has gotten a bunch of the former uh, writers, editors, etc. from Amiga Power uh, back uh, for one night only. They're going to reunite that team, and they're going to discuss all the great moments, the controversies, the unforgettable games, everything that made Amiga Power great. Uh, it's going to be just kind of like a um, one of those panels that they have at Comic-Con or something like that, I'm sure. So if you are in, uh, it is uh, Thursday, uh, April 21st, from 7 to eight thirty p.m it's in the scott room which is in london uh i always laugh about um you know british addresses because the, the little the, the address is the scott room comma london and then the postcode. code yeah so, i'm sure you know what that means <laughs> um and the price is 10 pounds to get in plus a pound for a booking fee um seems like it will be a great chance for you to go and uh listen to some of those names that you grew up reading i hope that's uh I hope that's filmed. Oh, yeah. Or that would be it. great. That would be, be kind of neat to watch. Again, I, uh, the
1: Amiga magazines in the States here were far lamer. Uh, we had Amiga magazine. and Do we have any more? I don't even know. I can't think of another American one. But uh, the uh, I always thought Amiga Power was a top-shelf uh, mag. So I think it would be interesting to see. I yeah. always had the best – the cover discs and stuff are always great. I always loved that concept of
0: that. So. Um. The next uh, bit of news that I've got is: uh, Have you heard of uh, From Bedrooms to Billions before? Uh, yes, I have. I have heard of that. So um, this is uh, for those of you that don't know: this was a big Kickstarter that ran a couple years ago, all about the British gaming scene, um, the, from the from the point of view of the programmers. And uh, to me, it's tremendously fascinating because it was uh, it was a a homegrown phenomenon, you know, was all these British uh, coders writing for these British machines, for the most part, um, and it's not something that we've seen really since then. Uh, you know, now everything is more international, and uh, there's something special about having, you know, each each country having kind of its own heritage within programming uh anyway they did the, the first the first one of that series uh which is called from bedrooms to billions but there's a sequel coming out that is called from bedrooms to billions the amiga years oh my and it's all about you guessed it <laughs> the amiga it's a 90 minute feature documentary film and uh it's uh, i'm just going to read directly from the site it says uh, it's a 90 minute feature documentary film currently in production that explores the influence of the Commodore Amiga and how it influenced a generation of developers to take video game development, music, and publishing to a whole new level and change the video game industry forever. Nice. So um, I'm definitely, you know, I I was looking at the original version uh, from Bedrooms Civilian's. You you can actually rent it on the Google Play Store for five bucks. Mm. So yeah, I, I haven't seen it, and I'm guessing you haven't. I haven't it. either. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can watch that together. Yeah, one day. beauty um the uh the amiga version uh is there's there's several different packages you know these days whenever you sell anything you've got to sell the, the standard edition the collector's edition the deluxe the solid mega, gold super platinum right. no. <laughs> so you, this this thing ranges the, the the cheapest version of this is just the standard digital download which is the the full 90 minutes and it's 10 pounds uh to get the extended version which i guess is 3 hours of extra interviews and stuff like that i think it's 15 pounds and then it goes all the way up in the the super special mega edition. You get a Blu-ray, you get the digital download, you get the collectible slipcase that it comes in, um, and all of that is a sixty quid. So uh, slip if, case, huh? yeah, for the collectible slip case. So. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if you go in for that sort of thing. I used to go in for that sort of thing. Well, I always used to want to get that stuff.
1: That's supporting the... I mean, that's also just people throwing money down to support the project. Right. So oh, There's a word. I mock it. But it's 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 something. <laughs> yeah. It's a good
0: thing. It's not the cat helmet. Um, so, uh, anyway, I just... Uh, I, I saw that. The, if you're an Amiga fan, you might have heard of this before if you read any of the boards. But we hadn't talked about it yet on the show. And it is a big deal. Uh, I watched the uh, the promo for the, the first film and it really looked slick. I mean it looked like a real deal. It was mostly um kind of specky C64ish that that year, you know,
1: what who are the twins that did the did uh, the, the, the dizzy games? I know that I'm sure they were mentioned. Those guys came out of the uh, came out of the garage and a bunch of the other garage guys. So mm-hmm. it's neat to see that I'm actually really interested to see the Amiga one. I mean, yeah. I'll probably learn a ton. So I yeah, support this people. It should be good.
0: Right. Right. Aaron, what do you have this week for news?
1: Um not a ton of stuff on my side, but I, a couple of things I want to touch on. Uh, first of all, last uh, show I mentioned that we talked about Amiga Future, and I said they were up to issue 180. Wrong. It was 118. <laughs> but uh, as we go to uh, press, quote-unquote here, uh, 119 has just came out in the past couple of days. So, again, uh, looks like a pretty good read. I may actually pick this one up and have a look through it. Um, this is quasi-news. I'm gonna I, And I mentioned this once before, but I'll, uh, I'll mention it again, uh, There's a uh, there are teams putting out compilation discs for the Amiga CD32. Um, these compilations are of questionable uh, legality, okay? Uh, that said, uh, they've just released one, the Ultimate Dizzy Collection. Uh, I didn't realize how many games Dizzy had out on the Amiga. <laughs> uh, it includes all the Dizzy games, including all these tiles. You get Fast Food, Spellbound Dizzy, Crystal Kingdom Dizzy, Fantastic Dizzy, Fantasy World Dizzy, Magic Land Dizzy, <laughs> Prince of the Yoke Folk. That's my tre- favorite. Treasure Island Dizzy, which I heard was really good. Bubble Dizzy, Dizzy Panic, and Quick Snacks. Um, quick Snacks? Quick Snacks, spelled crazily. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I pulled this news came straight off of uh um uh, uh indieretronews.com which great site yeah think it's a great site. um <clears throat> excuse me I, I have not pulled any of this stuff down I don't crack open the cd 3 too much since I've got the 1200 rigged up but it's a
0: shame though because that was your Grail for well some long it life.
1: was and and then right after I got it I got a 1200 and i <laughs> collected it the next week uh but uh, uh um hey compilation discs are great. You know, so check that out if that's your bag. Again, I'm not endorsing this per se, but it's news. It's out there. Um, lastly, uh, we I, we talked a bit about a month or two ago about Karatika being ported over uh, from the Atari ST. I finally got around to uh, dumping this in the 1200 and trying it out. It is great. I was very impressed. Uh, this is the best Karadica has ever looked and has ever sounded. Now I've I've not played the ST version, so I'm assuming you would get it's exactly the same. I don't know, but it's tremendous. Uh, the uh, The quality, of the graphics is. I'm used to playing this on the 7800. Uh, I think I played on the C64. I believe the uh, the uh, Atari computers. I think mm-hmm. I played it on there. This surpasses all those by a country mile. Uh, the uh, the the it's the most playable of the versions i've played as well i highly recommend it we're going to do a video review of this uh shortly but uh if you've been on the fence go get it it is quite good
0: you know i i was thinking uh last week when we did our show when you were on the road uh we had Uh, some feedback that uh due to poor mixing on my part uh, all of your vocals were coming in through the left channel and all of mine were coming in through the right. So if you were listening to our show on headphones last week, uh, I apologize that it sounded like you were surrounded by us uh, bantering. Yeah, and, uh, and my bad for being
1: out of studio. I had some uh, emergency business I had to take care of, and uh, but hopefully that will be the one and only remote show that we ever do. <laughs> um, what else do you have? Do you have anything else going on with the news this week? Um I'm still waiting for my bizarre Japanese diodes. Uh, they said uh, they told me it would be between the first and the twelfth. Uh, it is not here yet, so I'm hoping this is the week. I can't wait to put these things in. But by the time we get them in, maybe we will already have
0: this thing rigged. And speaking of which, uh, we have the board. Uh, this is that the board. Uh, yeah, this is that uh, RGB to VGA uh, board. Uh, that we purchased from. Uh, let's see, where's the return address on this? This would be uh, Let me Guangdong, guess. yeah, China. Uh, <laughs> lots so,
1: of W's, lots of G's and
0: D's. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are going to uh, do some soldering and uh, do a video of Aaron doing some soldering because he's the soldering pro. Oh yeah, I just uh, I sit no pressure, and, watch. <laughs> and uh, we are going to see if we can connect this thing to Aaron's uh, cable. Now, did the cable come from China or did that come from Poland? Um. Gosh,
1: I don't even remember now. It's been, it's been here so long. It's, it's, it's not from around here. It wasn't
0: locally sourced, I no, can tell you that. there's not a lot of Amiga
1: monitor cables or
0: or power cables coming out of West Virginia. So we are going to attach the board to the cable and then attach both ends of the cable to the monitor and the 500 respectively, and hopefully for the first time I will have a real functioning Amiga computer in my basement. So uh, look forward to that right after this uh, right after this week's show. You
1: know, real quick, this is just a side, but uh, I have, sitting and playing Karotica, uh on the Amiga for the first time, it was great. What a great feeling to have somebody. It's We really are very fortunate to, to uh, be here in sort of a revival period where it just feels like uh, there's a lot more excitement in the community. Uh, and uh, um, it's great. The the guys that, the, uh, you know, everyone that's doing these ports, these compilation discs, you know, my hat's off to you. It's great to see people supporting the uh, – the machine after all these years and the people making this new hardware, the vampires, the other accelerator cards. uh, It's great. Keep up the good work. I hope everyone's supporting them financially if they can. And uh, let's keep the ball rolling. You know, I felt like I'm more excited now than when I had an Amiga and it wasn't dead because (laughs) then I felt like it was dying, but now it's almost like a Phoenix. I feel like
0: we're rising back. Right, right. Um, Speaking of rising back, uh, this week, we are doing a uh, a racing game uh, called Super Skid Marks, and this was a game that I had not not had not only had I never played it, I'd never heard of it. Uh, I assumed that it was a racing game from uh, from the title, but this was suggested for us by one of our uh, Patreon sponsors, Chris Folds, and uh, so I'm really uh, really excited to uh, to to give a review on this game because it is a wonderful. Racing game,
1: yeah, yeah. And by the way, Chris Folds, uh, good suggestion. And I, I noticed that you've been talking us up out there, and we appreciate that too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is a uh, is a racing video game developed by Acid Software and released in 1995. Aaron, what can you tell us about Acid Software?
1: Well, um, from what I could, know, I'll be honest with you. Again, uh, this is a game I had had not crossed paths with, and Acid Software, I, I believe, were behind. Or involved with the company that made Blitz Basic, which was a, a kind of a gaming programming language for the Amiga. Uh, another one I remember was a- Amos, uh, same sort of thing. I am inept, and I could not use either one of these to do anything. <laughs> but uh, um, and, you know, I read that this that this game was made on Blitz. I, I, honestly, I don't. You know, I I don't know. I, maybe it was. I could not confirm that. If it is, <laughs> well done. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys. Uh, were out of uh, New Zealand, really? I believe, and uh, uh, I looked over what they put out. You know, uh, they had, you know, this was their claim to fame. Really, I saw a couple games on their list though that l- looked interesting. Uh, there's a game called Guardian. Have you, have you seen any of the stuff on Guardian? No, I've not heard of Guardian, uh, but it looks like um, sort of a Star Fox clone. Oh, okay. Now. I don't know how that would work, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> in terms of on the Amiga, you wouldn't expect a a, a a a powerful 3D engine. No, you know. No. But we may have to have a look at this one, boat. Uh, it looked it looked pretty neat. Um, the uh, I I don't know what's happened to these guys. I didn't see anything about them shutting down. There's not I, there's not a lot of information out there on it, to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, um, you know, the, I know they. They released this game uh, on the Amiga. Uh, you know they had skid marks. They had skid mark, super skid marks, and then they had uh, a CD thirty two version, and then they had a. Uh, they went with Code Masters and made a Genesis version. As far as I could tell, uh, they were never released in the U.S. I, I couldn't find any NTSC uh, copies uh, of either game. So I guess the Genesis version or the Mega Drive. Was also in, in in PAL, so too bad, you know, because this is the kind of game that would probably get over in the states. Oh man, you know, wouldn't you say?
0: I if I think that this game would have done really well if they would have put out a Super Nintendo port of this. I think it would have done great. Um, the uh, you know this is a this is a classic example of how uh, your first impression of a game might not always be the correct one because when you load this thing up, you get a real um, a real funky, poorly designed, to be honest, menu system. Well, I mean it's functional. It's It's functional, not attractive. But it's not attractive, and it's um, if you compare it to the menu in Lotus, for example, um, you know where everything is easy to see what you're doing. For example, um, you know you you have different options, and you can uh, you can select your car. But when it says select car type, uh, you think, okay, well this is where I get to select the truck or the cow or whatever, but it's not. Uh, you actually select that type in the Grand Prix uh, Championship Race mode. Uh, so, I mean, that's just one example. Uh, everything is done uh, in that uh, classic DOS shell font, um, and uh, it, the the graphic that is that is below the menus when you start is really pale, and it's almost like they 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 use a graphic that they created on the C sixty four or something. It doesn't have that rich color that the rest of the game has.
1: It's almost. Um like a giant icon, <laughs> basically, you know that mm-hmm. you know four colors, or, right? It, it could be, you know. Here's my guess: the, that interface is a limitation of whatever they use to make the program. And they and they are, you know, I don't know. I, it's strange. Again, I'm not a programmer, but it it ain't pretty.
0: Yeah, and I, to be honest with you, I know a little bit about basic programming, and I think it would be very difficult to make a game that runs that smooth and that fast and basic. Because one of the big limitations of programming in BASIC is that you're you're basically doing dual interpreting, where the computer is interpreting the BASIC into machine language and then interpreting that code. Um, and uh, if they did do this in Blitz Basic, well, they th- deserve an award. This is
1: this is a I mean, I, I, from again, I'm not a programmer, uh, but uh, from what I've heard, uh, Blitz Basic is a is especially designed to do games, mm-hmm. and it's got speed. Stuff in it, you know. I I don't know. Maybe so. I did some basic so. programming, but not enough to know where I can <laughs>
0: say anything else about it. If you um, if you know one way or the other, please <laughs> let us know, uh, because uh, I would love to hear it. Um, now, uh, once you start the game, though, this is where the, the game is is fantastic. Uh, it turns the corner quickly, right? <laughs> much like your car. <laughs> um, the game is a isometric, uh, top down racer. Uh, if you the the closest analog is a game like micro machines or really the the, the game that i think it's most close to is rc pro am yeah that's the one it, that was really the one it reminded me of the most yeah if you can think about rc pro am you know the the way that the screen scrolls with your car um, and you know you're you're going you're taking turns and you're basically the, there's only two directions on your stick left or right and you're kind of spinning your car on its axis uh that's that's the game um the what makes this game neat is the variety of the tracks the variety of the styles of cars and the way that the tracks are drawn um the the corners in these in a lot of these tracks bank up and you think well how can you do that if you're drawing on a 2D plane and the answer is i'm not quite sure um, but shading and yeah, and, uh, but your car actually you know reacts in some yeah. way when it goes up.
1: I mean, and you could tell before you get there. Okay, mm-hmm. this is or, they, or they have, sometimes they have little hills, and you could you could say, okay, I mean it's it's a brilliantly designed graphic. I don't the way they implemented it, it's impressive. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so uh, Aaron and I, of course, <laughs> played uh, two player split screen on this. Uh, you can also play uh, one. You can also play two player single screen. And the way that they overcome that limitation is if one player falls behind too far from the other player and they leave the screen, they will magically reappear with the player. So um, that's more of your
1: iron your Iron Man Stewart uh, uh, level gameplay, which and it's like we were talking earlier. It's almost like two games in one. I mean, really, there, there's a there's a distinct difference in the in the. The way they feel to me mm-hmm. between the you know the all on screen and the and the uh, and the split
0: right right and, and in addition to the split screen or or not split screen there's also two graphics modes there's a low res and a high res mode and the high res mode is unique in that you know you see more of the track on the screen the graphics are not as detailed because you're farther away but uh, you can actually link uh, two Amigas together and have up to Eight players simultaneously. Which
1: it's. I was reading the manual for this, and the uh, they even include a, di- a diagram in the manual to make the parallel port uh, joystick adapter. You know, and then you could have. If you've got two Amigas with two of those. You could effectively have eight people. Incredible. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's got the mo. It's got you. You can link them up. You got your modem link up. You've got uh, uh, eight people playing. I believe uh, the. Uh, uh, the high res modes are only available on the AGA machines, and I believe the eight person link up only available on the AGA, I think. I'm sure the high res. But uh, still, just the fact that this thing could push out a split screen is impressive. Mm-hmm. And this thing is silky smooth and fast. It too suffers fast almost. It, yeah, it
0: suffers from absolutely no slowdown. No. <laughs> uh, very little flickering. Um, you know, uh, it's. It's an amazing accomplishment. It really is. It's,
1: it's it's From a technical standpoint, it's. I'm often amazed. I, you know, we me and Bo talked about the fact that the. Uh, it's amazing that the Amiga could push this stuff out. It really is. It's I mean, that's a, You're talking about something that came out in '85, and it's pushed out stuff like that. You know, that's Nintendo level. I mean, this would not be uh, embarrassed to be on the NES, for example. You know, you would, you would, you would, you could accept it quite easily. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's very similar to something that's already there. Yeah. And even those don't have this, um, you know, the various graphical modes that this have or the linking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's an impressive feat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. The uh, so you start out in kind of the the if you just select match race by default, you're racing around a track in uh, mini coopers. Um. And uh, but after that, uh, you can select the uh, kind of the Grand Prix mode and you can choose uh, what kind of uh, vehicle you'd like. And each vehicle reacts differently. Um, There are Porsches, they look like Porsche 914s. There are Beetles. The Beetles are very fast and (laughs) difficult to control.
1: I mean, they're like warp speed, these things. Uh,
0: There are uh, cows, uh, oddly. (laughs) Giant cows on wheels. I
1: guess they just pounded wheels and axles into their hooves. Yeah,
0: Uh, there are monster trucks, and uh, the monster truck courses feature these big jump or you know these big ramps that you fly off into the air. Really cool. Um, And so there's there's you get a you get a lot of um, you get a lot of replay not only out of the variety of tracks in the game but also the variety of vehicles.
1: And I believe you can even make your own vehicles. I was reading the manual. And they were talking about how you would get, make your own vehicles, and they and it's funny the manual. I, the, the manual for this was I had a couple of things in it that amused me, and one of the things it mentioned that if you were if you could make vehicles better than the ones that came with the game to to get hold of asset software for possible employment or at least some money, mm-hmm. and then, which I thought was funny. And then they also something I thought was interesting they uh, they spoke of they were going to publish or maybe they did publish a magazine for the game. And the magazine was going to occasionally release
0: extra tracks. Well, if you look at the disc versions of this game, there are seven different di- uh, track discs. Or yeah. Tracks. Maybe they
1: they com- just compiled them. And right. They, yeah.
0: And so uh, that's... I wonder
1: how if they, those were released via that magazine. I don't
0: know. It'd be I interesting. Know.
1: I mean, I, if anyone out there ever had this magazine, if it ever even happened, uh, uh, but it's mentioned in the manual, and I was like, that's... How wacky? How many games about their own magazine? Not too many. No, you know, and I don't know how this is from magazine lasted, but it's kind
0: of neat though. Yeah. Um. One other kind of interesting thing about this game is that it features a pong mini game on the uh, the main menu. So uh, inexplicably. Yeah, and it's it's just there. Um, if you want to play pong while you're deciding what you want to do, you know, in the game, uh, it's there. Um i'm always amused by any um any games that include you know mini games and uh of course you might have heard aaron that uh konami i think has finally the patent or whatever they had on having mini games during loading screens has finally expired and so <laughs> yes, for years so. and years and years you know they uh, you, there were all, there were certain games that had little mini games and loading screens but it was all this one publisher and now um, you know loading times are still with us unfortunately and so uh, yeah maybe those will make a return
1: you know it's funny cuz I remember playing it when I my, uh, my friend got a PlayStation and we were waiting. I believe we were waiting for Ridge Racer to come up and as I recall there was a Galaxian clone mm-hmm. and was now that's a Namco title
0: Well, actually maybe it is Namco <coughs> it's, uh, you're probably right it probably is Namco that had that that copyright
1: it's strange that someone would hold that and not. And it's amazing. Obviously, these guys didn't care, right? You know, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a that's of course this could this certainly predates that. I don't know when they would have done it. I don't know when
0: they initially put that in. It's, uh, that's that's yeah, odd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Pong is there. Should you wish to play it, um, this game reviewed very well in magazines. Um, the reviewers went nuts over the fact that you could link to Amiga twelve hundreds and play eight players. Um, the they reviewed the uh, the other version slightly lower because of the lack of the high res mode, but uh, you know this game was was really universally beloved in all the territories that it was released in. Um, I don't know why you know we, why just like we said, Acid didn't make an attempt to bring this to the U.S. Other than it was released in 1995. By then, maybe they just looked at Amiga sales in the U.S. or whatever, and they might have just decided it wasn't worth it, you know, financially.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. The uh, I know this was a big seller uh, in, in the U.K. and, and presumably in Europe. Uh, I mean, I, there may have been very few distribution uh, angles mm-hmm. left to uh, to get stuff to the States. I mean, in 95— <laughs> The Amiga, I, I was a distant memory for. I mean, I don't remember ever seeing. I mean, you very, very rarely saw them in the stores there, anyway. I knew one place, maybe two in the state, where you could get Amiga software, and they were both had given up on the Amiga well before '95. So yeah. that makes we missed out. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully someday they'll get a uh, or they'll I gonna find a fix to let you play this on an NTSC Amiga because it'd be. I'd like to play it on the actual hardware, but right, what do right. you do?
0: Um. Aaron, do you have anything else on Super Skid Marks?
1: Uh, yes, I uh, did my usual shtick and uh, looked this bad boy up on eBay. Um, there are, believe it or not, there were a few American sellers. They were selling the Powell version. Uh, this was going for right around 21 bucks. Okay. Plenty of these available. Plenty available in the UK. Plenty of the original Skid Marks, which skid mark, Super Skid Marks effectively, is a, a, among additional features, is a bug patch for the first one. Uh, so, if you're going to get skid marks, you know know what you're getting into. It had some problems. I think it had some loading problems and some other stuff. So, I'd probably steer clear of that. You're not losing anything by just going for the super.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Super Skid Marks ranks pretty high on a lot of the different all-time lists that people have put out. Um, for uh, I think Amiga Power, um, they ranked it 24th as the be- the 24th best game of all time in their list. Yeah, I mean it's.
1: It's it's real good. I mean, like I said, it, it's not what I would call it. it's not the newest concept. It's not the most original concept. But I mean, they took uh, a something and and made it uh, made it better in a lot of ways. And I, my hats off to a great game. Yeah. Now now we need to add some combat to it, <laughs> which I think I saw. There's something out there like Super Smash Bros. But with auto combat. So let's look into that. Oh yeah
0: yeah. Well, we'd like to thank our sponsors for this week. Uh, Well, really, not just for this week, for 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 always. Every week, for every week. (laughs) Um, Chris Folds, uh, and thanks again, Chris, for the game recommendation. Yep, good call. Uh, Zach Zimmerman, Adam Bradley, Will Williams, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Brent Dowdy, and Chad Halstead. It gets bigger every week. We love it. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Um, And uh, next week we have uh, a new. Kind of a a new special thing. Uh, We're going to have a special guest on. Uh, Jeff from Vintage Volts is going to join us. And, uh, you know, Aaron and I don't really delve into the uh, productivity or utility side of the Amiga much because uh, neither one of us really used it for that application. It's the anti-productivity for me. (laughs) Right. I'm trying to get stuff done. Oh, there's the Amiga. (laughs) And so, but we realize that there might be some people out there that have fond memories of those those programs or might want to learn more about them. So Jeff is going to talk about TurboSilver and Imagine, and uh, they are uh, some of the earliest Amiga 3D design programs.
1: Yes, imagine. I was familiar with that to a certain from a layman's perspective.
0: And it was supposed to be quite powerful. Yeah, so uh, he's going to be on to talk about that. And uh, our game next week is going to be, we're going to cover the entire Body Blows series. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. So we've never done a fighting game on uh, Amigos before. And so we figured we'd start with an Amiga exclusive. Well, Aaron, I guess that wraps up this week's show. Until next time... Adios. Adios.